Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week, we discuss a chapter from the series which all, with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert for the whole thing. Um, I'm Bayana. Um, as you've probably seen on Twitter, Robin has died due to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child news, so I'm just going to do this by myself and see how it works. Um... I'm excited to go through these chapters and discuss all my thoughts and feelings about the book, and today I am discussing Chapter 9 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, The Midnight Duel. Um, I may need to get a new co-host, we'll see how that happens, um, because I don't know whether or not I can just, like, talk to myself about this. That's weird. Anyway, um, some announcements and reminders. Um, I want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along. Um, use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Um, you can also at, I guess it's me still, um, me now at We Black and Nerds, um, if you want to have a conversation about it. Um, also, have you wondered, have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? Um, we are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, uh, whatever, pretty much, Broadway show, if that's, if you're so inclined, um, illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit you can check out blackgirlsnerdout.com for the guidelines. Um, it's under the content tab under Hogwarts BSU. Also, please subscribe to the newsletter. Every week um, we share nerd news and links about what's been going on. Um, so not just Harry Potter, but like all over the place. So like if it's like some Marvel news or some like like Jessica, the Jessica Jones trailer just came out and it was awesome. Or like Doctor Who news or like whatever, you can check that out and we have links and stuff. Um, you can also go to blackgirlsnetout.com to subscribe. Um, follow us at, or me at We Black and Nerds, and like at, on Facebook at Black Girls Nerd Out. So let's dive in, before we get to the chapter, let's dive in to what's happening in the Potter fandom. Um, the dates for, and the date of, like, the release for the tickets of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child just came out last week, or a couple days ago, depending on... Well, a couple days ago for me, last week for you. Um, and it's awesome. And I'm trying to get... Apparently, I'm just going to ride solo to the thing. I'm going! She's alive! Wait! I, I mean, I, I died, and then I was like, but I got to go to the show. That's so true. I'm going to go to the show, and then I'll go back. So I'm at the King's Cross station right now, just deciding which train I'm going to hop on. But I also want to take a moment to be like, Girl, I am not only second half of Black Girls Nerd Out, but I am your family. And yes. there was no sadness. I guess we don't I need was- a new co-host. I guess I guess I'm doing this by myself. Um, I guess you can just died of like sad things. I died! But you died of like Harry Potter. It was happy and I'm like, like, happy for you. You were like, she like, went she went with a smile. Exactly. <laughs> That's what she wanted. That's how she would like to go. <laughs> so rude. So rude. I'm just sitting here like, she ain't got no tears for me. She ain't got no, you got tears for Remus? You ain't got no tears for Robin? That's fine. It's how you would have liked to go, Robin. That's true. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Happy about Harry Potter. Happy about, oh my God, and parts one and two. Guys, Get Robin and Bayana to the West End 2K16. We're going. We have to figure this out. We're going, but we also are, we're going to be poor. Yeah. 
still have to figure out how I'm going to buy a ticket to get there, but I'll have a ticket to the show, not necessarily to London. I mean... So I just have to learn how to operate between now and then. That's, like, almost a year. It's, like, ten months. I feel like I'm going to just, like, start listening to a lot of, like, Future and 2 chains and, like, see how they get their hustle on. Yep. And Fetty Wap. And, and Fetty Wap. Oh, and that one guy, because he got 12 bricks. Oh, and a lick! <laughs> I'm going to figure out how to how to get 12 oh, bricks. <laughs> and a lick! Motherfucker! <laughs> the, the stuff that Biota makes me listen to. I'm just, I'm too old. Why does he just, he has random, this rapper. OG Makeup? Yes, this rapper has Tourette's. It's hilarious, but just he'll be rapping. He has great songs. His, songs, his album or mixtape or whatever it is is hilarious. It's, what, it's whatever hilarious. it was, he just randomly shouts out, "Motherfucker, <laughs> bitch!" Like it's like he's got rapping Tourette's, and I don't understand it. But I, I love it. I'm gonna use that EP as a as a blueprint. Guys, yep. To get some money That's, so I can get to the West End. Yep. I'm um, alive for now. Can we talk about the Midnight Duel? Yep, let's do it. Okay. Yay, Robin's alive and we can talk about things. Even though she had um, no tears for Robin. I was crying on the inside, but I was trying to save face, voice, because they can't actually see my face. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, the Midnight Duel, chapter nine. What's going on? Um. Oh, first sentence. Harry had never believed he would meet a boy he hated more than Dudley, but that was before he met Draco Malfoy. Also, though, I was like, that's cold. Because, like, I've, I have an older brother. Obviously, we've talked about siblingness here. Um, Bayana's an older sibling. I'm the younger sibling. Um, so, I think that, like, there have been times when I've literally been so upset with my brother like just like he doesn't get me one time I he was babysitting me and I literally ran away this is a story that um I've already written but I'll um it's oh uh, you, yeah you, yeah I, I ran away but I was too young and I wasn't allowed to cross the street by myself so I ran away to the end of the block and then just kind of sat there stuck um because it was like I either have to go back to my house or break the rules and cross the street. I was in it was a catch twenty two. But anyway, we've gotten in those kind of fights, right? Like, oh my god, you're so mean. Why are you beating me up? Why do you eat my chicken nuggets? <laughs> anyway, but I don't think that I've ever been like. Well, no, there are times that I have literally been like, I hate you. But I don't think I've ever been like. In the list of people that I hate, had my brother be on the top of that list. Right. And, like, yeah, Dudley isn't Harry's brother, but, but they, pretty but much they basically up. are, right? They, like, grow up in the same house. They go to school. And, I mean, I've seen, like, other siblings and stuff. Like, me and my brother have a decent age difference, but I've seen, like, other people that grow up and they have a closer age difference to their siblings. And I know it gets tough because, like, you're... Your home life and your social life and your school life are all mixed in together. Me and my brother and... pretty much had the same friends all the way up until I graduated high school. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like, sometimes you're like, oh my God, I can't get away from this person. But yeah. I still wonder, like, have you, even when you're in like huge fights with your brother, have you 
we literally, we get into huge fights, and, like, we just won't talk to each other for, like, maybe half an hour, and then something happens, and then we're, like, cool again. I've never had, like, a fight that lasted with my brother longer than, like, maybe an hour. And I'll be, like, pissed. Like, I'm <laughs> never talking to him again. I can't even, I can't even mess with him. I can't even deal with him. And then, like, something happens, and then I want to be mad and give him, like, a side of treatment, but then I'm like, but why, though? That's so stupid, and then I get over it. Yeah. And we move on. So, like, the yeah, so, I mean, we could talk about, like, sibling dynamics all day, but, like, that sentence, like, I was like, damn. Because I can't even relate to that. Yeah, no, me either. And I have been bullied by, like, my brother... And I've been bullied by, like, family members that are close enough to be basically siblings. Like, I have a couple of cousins that, like, we see all the time. They would spend, like, whole summers with us. And I would feel, to this day, sometimes feel bullied by them or feel, like, made fun of or whatever. I mean, I don't know if you guys notice this. I'm a little weird. (laughs) I'm a tad bit hard to take sometimes. Just got a little bit of a quirk to me. So, growing up, and even now, at times, there are people that I'm close to that, like, will pick on me, or, you know, whatever. And even sometimes when you know it's out of love, you're still like, but you're picking on me, and I can't handle it. Um, And I still, to this day, A, maybe just because I don't hate people like that, but even when I was 11, I feel like, and I was like, oh, I hate you. You could just... I hate, you know, yeah. like, those those little kid, like, strong feelings and, like, your worldview is so small that, like, you hate someone and you, you hate, they are the worst person. Never someone yeah. that close to me that I grew up with. Right, that you with, hated. That I hated. And Harry is, like, he hated Dudley. And so Draco Malfoy, who is very similar to Dudley in a lot of ways, but with magic, like that's the next person. Like that is insane. And that I says mean, a lot like, about that says a lot about Dudley to me. Yeah, and it, says a, it says a lot about Dudley, but then also like I mean, it says a lot about all three of them. But also their kids. So like the hate, like the use of the word hate is also slightly exaggerated because, like, I don't actually think that Harry hates Dudley at this moment. He thinks he hates Dudley. He's eleven. The, like Dudley's been picking on him since he was like a baby. Yeah, and he's like, I can't take this dude, and so. There's, yeah, there's just a difference between hating him and being like, I just really don't mess with him. And so, yeah, I think and definitely see, there's and an 11 year old component to like that yeah. strong usage, but even still, I think. I like, mean, it's still strong, and I mean, but I think that like we see, for example, in Order of the Phoenix, where Harry is like angry at Dudley, but then the Dementors comes and he still saves his cousin. Like, it's not like, nah, I hate you. You could just get your soul sucked out of you. That's But cool. then, I mean, but we see so, even in like Deathly Hollows when it 18 year old Harry is like a fully formed person. And he goes back to save Draco. He's just not that kind yeah, of person. exactly. Even if he does hate you, his hate is never going to, like, overwhelm his humanity. Right. I've been, I've been watching Star Wars, you know, and, you know, hatred <laughs> leads to, to watch, you know, Right. I need the to dark watch side. Star Wars again. But. That's some other news. That's. Yeah. yeah. It's still. That trailer. Woo. Anyway, back on top, on topic. There, there is, like, a sense that. Even if you do hate someone, like, with especially with Harry, Harry is still innately a good person. So, I I mean, I could see, like, I mean, I'm going to go just completely off the deep end here and see, like, Hitler. Like, Hitler is drowning or something. Harry's going to be like, 
oh, I guess I'll save you. Well, no, you know, like just because it's like... And how did Hitler is Voldemort? Well, yeah. So... And, I mean, and there are many times when, I mean, even as we talk about, like, Harry taunting Voldemort, and, like, Voldemort's so far Harry's gone. But petty, though, like, too, like, to be honest. We can talk about that later. Yeah, we can talk about that later, but... <laughs> like, he's a good person, but he's also petty as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, like, even still, like, he kind of gets this, like, little Dumbledore in him where he's like, yeah. it's not too late. And they try to give Voldemort out. That's true. But, and Voldemort is, like, to compare Draco Malfoy to Voldemort is just, no, like, apples not. and oranges. And I don't even think he hates Voldemort. I don't think he, he hates Umbridge, but that's totally valid. Yeah, that's valid. She could go, yeah. And even still, he hates Umbridge. I don't think he would let her, I don't know, he kind of did let the centaurs have her. Have at her, but... I think he knows friends. He knows that they're not gonna. I don't know. We could. I mean, well, that's, that's a whole that's thing. A, that's, that's, a, that's a whole. That's in like two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I do think like okay. There's two. There's two parts of this. So, kid feelings, eleven year old feelings about like I hate you. Like I mean, you can like an eleven year old's like I hate you. I'll be like, mm-hmm, that's so sweet. I remember but telling those, somebody those feelings... when I was eleven that I really hated it. That there was like this person who was in my class, and I really didn't mess with him. And I was convinced that I hated him. Yeah, and then I saw him later in high school, and I was like, nah, he's just like this random-ass dude. Like, ah, it's not No, like I know. And so I think so that there, 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 there are two... There, yeah, there, so there are two levels of, like... You're you're being very, like, hyperbolic in this, mm-hmm. like, sense of I hate you. But then also, like, internally, like... Yeah, those feelings aren't, like... Like, you don't know what real hatred is right. yet. But as an 11-year-old, he does hate yeah no, you know yeah, what I mean definitely. it's like, like it's a genuine emotion scale, yeah yeah in it's just that like from yeah when that. he gets more perspective then he's like no nah, I don't actually hate you but in that moment in what he knows I get yeah yeah so yeah so I just think like I mean we could spend the entire episode on this first sentence but it really <laughs> like it really struck me because I'm like and and like I said it says more about Dudley and um than it does about Draco. I mean, it does, like you said, like it says a lot about all three of them. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know. I could I could go on and on, but like something to think about, guys. Like the person that you grow up with that is basically your brother, or should be. You should have in a perfect world, or not even a perfect world, in a in a kind world where the Dursleys are actual humans with emotions and aren't vile, terrible people. Harry and Dudley would have grown up more like brothers, and they would have fought, yes, but... Yeah, he wouldn't hate him. He, he wouldn't hate him. They would be... Then they would have been seen as equals. Mm-hmm. And Draco and Harry, yeah, they're in different houses, and they have different perspectives on things, but the one thing that says a lot about Draco, too, is, like, in this moment in Hogwarts, Harry and Draco are, are basically equals. There is no, mm-hmm. like... I mean, unless Snape, which... Ugh, Unless Snape is in the room, there is nothing that says that Draco is inherently better than Harry mm-hmm. or is, like, in a different class than Harry the way that there was daily with the Dursleys. So, okay. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have feelings. Yeah. I've been um, dead for a week, okay? That's great because I didn't even think about that, but that's, like, really, that's interesting to think about. Um so, but the Gryffindors only had potions with the Slytherins. So while they had the worst Friday ever, they didn't have to necessarily, like, chill with the Slytherins any other day. So that's kind of cool. 
Um, until they spotted a notice pinned up in the Gryffindor common room that made them all groan. Um, flying lessons were starting on Thursday and Gryffindor and Slytherin will be learning together. To be honest, I feel like this is more trolling from Dumbledore. Like, he's trying to bring Gryffindor and Slytherin together, but, like, not really. But he's also just like, ha, 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 you guys can't get along. <laughs> like, it's like, it's weird because it's kind of, a lot of the times, because they end up being together a lot. And it's like, I feel like it's a teaching moment, but then also at a certain point, like, Dumbledore just likes to play games. So I yeah. know he feel like this is Dumbledore laughing But it's at also them. like, okay, so we have double potions with them on Fridays. Can we not have flying lessons on Monday? Can we spread this shit out? That's what I'm saying. Like, like no, Thursday. it's on Thursday. It's on yeah, Monday. no, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Thursday, so Friday. Yeah. Thursday, we're flying with them, and then, and then the next day, we gotta wake up and have double potions with them. Yes. Like, that's too much. That's too much for their little hearts to handle. Yeah. Um, and then Harry goes, um, "Typical, just what I always wanted to make a fool of myself on a broomstick in front of Malfoy." So he's just still like insecure about his like magical talent a- ability. And, like, yeah. And so that's his main worry about being, it's not like, oh, I don't like Malfoy. It's like, I'm going to get made fun of um, for not knowing how to fly or whatever. Um, So that's like kind of, I don't know. It's just like, again, it's like that comparison to Dudley where it's like, I know I'm not going to get picked to do this thing. And so that's why it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, it's, it is like that comparison to Dudley, but I also think it's that he says like after this, he says he had been looking forward to learning to fly more than anything else. So it's something that he is really eager to learn. Right. And normally when I feel like when there's something that like, I really want to know, like that's, you know, I mean, I went to, um, and when I was in college, I signed up for this, uh, bestsellers in America, like it still sticks in my head. And that was like my sophomore year, freshman year of college, bestsellers in America class. And one of the reasons why was because Harry Potter was on the reading list. But <clears throat> there, the the teacher that taught this class was like, so just, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I have the, that kind of thing where sometimes I'm like, I don't want to like raise my hand and ask questions or I don't want to, you know, like, put myself out there and to be kind of judged by people. Mm-hmm. But if there's something that I like really know that I am interested in and I want to learn, I don't fucking care. Like, I don't care if I look like an idiot. I don't care if I'm asking stupid questions. Like I want to know every piece of this inside and out. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's also this thing where Harry is like trying to weigh those two things. It was like, I really want to fly. I want to be right. good at it. And I'm that, looking and, like, forward learning, to it. It like involves making mistakes. Yeah. And now he knows that, like, great, like, I'm going to have my guard up immediately. Exactly. Because as we get to, like, I think on the next page, it's like, Malfoy makes fun of Harry for shit that, like, he can't even control and, like, has nothing to do with him. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you're you're laughing at me because basically I'm an orphan, which we will talk about in the next page, like, obviously you're going to, like, try to get everyone laughing at me for something that, like, I just am learning and mm-hmm. don't know very well. And that's the thing is, like, especially because Malfoy, it says, uh, Malfoy talked about flying a lot. Like, he always is talking about how, like, he's complaining about how first years can't be on the Quidditch team, telling stories that seem to end, that seem to always end with him narrowly escaping muggles and helicopters. And so he's all, he's just, like, bragging and, like, being himself up in a way that, like, makes Harry feel nervous because he's like okay well I don't even know it I didn't even I haven't even had a broom before 
Yeah. Not that he knows of. That he knows of. Aw, shout out to Sirius. Oh, um, a little tiny <laughs> But it's also a thing with the boys, the first year boys. And right. I think boys in general. It's like, you know, girls talk about, I don't, that's, I don't want to genderize things, gender things like that much. But like, you know, in the muggle world, like boys will talk about their favorite football team or like whatever they did or if they play baseball, you know, if they're on a baseball league together, they're all going to like talk about like what save they made or home runs or whatever. It's like a very like... Maybe I'm like sitting there like, you know you hit a single. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> it no. went over the fence. And you're like, except it was a pop fly that the right fielder just happened to miss. Like you were lucky, bro. Calm down. <laughs> Says Bayana, the softball player. I'm like, I don't know anything about baseball. It just like came into my head. Um, but yeah, like, you know, my triple doubles because I'm a basketball player. Yeah. Like, you're like, boy. Well, you got two points. Yeah. <laughs> that was your double. Calm Come down. on. <laughs> And it's like, and it's like you had ten points, ten rebounds. Yeah, that wasn't a double double. That would, like, you barely squeaked in. You exactly. squeaked in there at the last minute when they put the they put the rest of the team on the bench. <laughs> and all the starters were on the bench, and you got your double double. Whoops! <laughs> I just like dropping things. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So it's also I think this to me I was like boys because <laughs> it's just like. I doubt that, like, Hermione is sitting with, you know, Pavardi and talking about, like, and Pavardi's like, oh, yeah, my racing room and stuff. And, like, Jenny does like it. I'm not saying that, like, girls can't but like Jenny it. But Jenny kept it a secret. But, like, yeah, and she also wasn't. She was, like, he was stealing her brother's rooms, so. Yeah, That's but she also wasn't, like, I mean, she really loves Quidditch, but even when she was on the team, she wasn't bragging about yeah. it. And, like, I don't feel like Angelina Johnson is, like, oh, let me tell you all the times that I, like, did this or that, when it's, like, she's actually a very good Quidditch player. Mm -hmm. It's just something that, like, I enjoy and whatever, but, like, the boys obviously have to turn it into some sort of, like, competition. Yeah, like, so it's, like, Seamus is talking, like, he spent all of his his childhood zooming around the countryside on his broomstick. Ron's telling anyone he almost hit a hang glider on Charlie's old broom. And so, like... Well, also, like, everyone from Wizarding Families talked about Quidditch constantly, so they're really excited about learning how to fly because, or at least, like, taking the class. They apparently are experts at flying. Um, (laughs) They're excited about having the opportunity to fly at Hogwarts. Exactly. And then, like, they talk about, I love this transition because it goes from, like, Wizarding Families talking about, like, someone who, I mean, Dean, for all intents and purposes, is muggle-born, even though he's technically not. Like, he's muggle-raised. That's, yeah. So he's muggle-raised, like, Harry... And so he, so Ron had a big argument with Dean because he, um, about soccer, because Ron couldn't see what was, what was exciting about a game with only one ball where no one was allowed to fly. Um, and then Harry once caught Ron prodding Dean's poster of West, of the West Ham soccer team trying to make the players move. Two things, (laughs) two things, as soccer is currently playing on my TV right now, (laughs) there's so much exciting about soccer and obviously, Ron didn't watch the Premier League. Secondly, this is why Dean can is Bionis and she can have him because Arsenal, C O Y G. Come on, you Gunners! I don't, I don't watch soccer. I played soccer, but I just don't watch it, so I don't care about the team specifically. It's so sad, and I didn't play soccer because I played basketball, and I care about soccer. I played so many sports growing up because it was always like. My parents like to keep us busy. Yeah. And so there are a couple times when I played more. Like, I used to swim and play soccer and do gymnastics <laughs> all at the same time. 
but like it was more like you just go through sports mm-hmm. until one sticks and then eventually softball stuck and that was what I did but I did play a lot of sports as a kid and then you couldn't tell because I'm really not athletic at all <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like super lazy when it comes to that kind of stuff but like I did play sports and yeah, yeah. it was really but cool. I just had to throw in that because also um I've been I feel weird saying reading because I'm not reading it. I'm listening to it on audiobook, but I've been listening to Career of Evil and Oh, I need to read Cormoran. it. No spoilers. This isn't a spoiler because it, it goes through all the books. Cormoran's a big Arsenal fan, oh. so he'll stop and listen to the Arsenal game. So I'm like, at least Joe, she came around to the right side eventually, you know. So, all right, let's move along. But, you know, let's know that Arsenal, if you guys are interested in getting into soccer, if you want to think of having a team, Arsenal's the way to go. Um, Neville had never been on a broomstick <laughs> in his life because his grandmother had never let him near one. Privately, Harry felt she had good reason because Neville managed to have an extraordinary number of accidents, even with both feet on the ground. Poor Neville. Right? This is also a good time when you could have used gnarly. Nope. Yeah. Neville had some gnarly falls. This, this fall coming up soon is pretty gnarly. That's true. Okay. Um, okay, Hermione was almost as nervous about flying as Neville was. This was something you couldn't learn by heart out of a book. Not that she hadn't tried. She's just out of my own heart, man. Although I don't really read manuals and stuff, so maybe not. Like, Well, I think, too, I think there isn't me, But I think really... also I'm more of, like, a visual person, so I have to, like, see it. So, like, sometimes reading a book, like, I love reading, but, like, sometimes reading a book to learn how to do something isn't helpful to me. Is like, I have to actually see it in action, yeah. and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So, that's, like, yeah. I mean, I also think that Hermione is just, like Neville, like, Grasping. I mean, Neville's, right. like, Neville's not muggle she's going to raise, she but yeah. Like learn what, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and Hermione's obviously muggle-born, and so they're just, they have, there is really, like, this is kind of insane. It's like, there's no context clues for flying. Like, you that is not, like, I mean, I feel like even going through classes and stuff, like, even at Hogwarts, like, yeah, you're learning about charms and things like this, but you're still, like, there's still, like, You've had 11 years of, like, going to school. You know what school's going to be like. You know what studying is. You know what homework right. is. You have these con- this context and, like, the subject is completely different. But right. you at least know, like, what to expect about a school. You're muggle-born, muggle-raised. You've never been near a broom or never been allowed near a broom. You can't even, like, it's Yeah, you can't really conceptualize it. it yeah. In your head. Yeah. So I can see why she's just like, oh, God. You yeah. Know. No, that's so, that's real. Um... Basically, she's, like, lecturing them about, like, flying tips during, like, lunch and, like, at the, in the Great Hall. Um, so, pretty much everyone except Neville is, like, pleased when Hermione's lecture is interrupted by the arrival of mail. They're like, shut uh, up, they, Yeah, just like, bro, we don't care. <laughs> um, so, and then it says, so Harry hadn't had a single letter since Hagrid's note. Something that Malfoy had been quick to notice. Um, Malfoy's eagle owl was always bringing it his meh, was always bringing him packages of sweets from home, which he opened gloatingly at the Slytherin table. I wrote down, he's an orphan. You get yeah, like, like calm down. Like why? Why are you noticing? Yeah, you should you, you notice that he doesn't get email, and instead of being a decent human and, and offering like, him some of you your like sweets, some of my sweets from my mom, who, from mother, from mother. You're like, hey, hey, no one loves you. Yeah, because his parents died. You a-hole. Yep. 
even though I feel I shouldn't call an 11 year old an a-hole you get you dunderhead um so Neville um got Neville got brought a small package from a barn owl I had a picture of a barn owl I tweeted some Japanese owl pictures I love owls they were so cute um, and he opened it excitingly to show them a glass ball, uh, the size of a large marble, which seemed to be full of white smoke. It's a remember all grand knows I forget things. And it tells you if there's something you've forgotten to do. Look, if you hold it tight like this and if it turns red and of course his remember all glowed scarlet, you've forgotten something. That is the most useless piece of magic. It really is. It can't glow and tell you you forgot X Neville. Right. Go get Just your toad. Something you forgot. Where's Trevor? I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, you so Neville's trying out. to remember what he'd forgotten. Which is like, he forgot what he forgot. That's the whole point. Yeah. He forgot it. What kind of dumb magic is that? It's so stupid. <laughs> um, and as he's trying to remember what he'd forgotten, Malfoy, passing the Gryffindor table, snatches the remember all out of his hand. Which is like a classic bully move. It's like, so, yeah. oh, what's this? Oh, it's mine now. Like, yeah. like, dude, shut up. Go away. Why are you even at the Gryffindor table? Aren't they, like, across the hall from each other? Like, why, why are you even making your way in that direction? Yeah, there are plenty of ways to leave the hall. Passing you don't, the Gryffindor table is not one of you're them. You're going out of your way to be a dunderhead. Yeah. So... Sorry, every time you say dunderhead, I think of Dunder Mifflin from the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, get... You're going out of your way to be a get Malfoy. Um, Harry and Ron jumped up, and they're eager, half hoping for a fight. And I just wrote, boys. Because it's like, come on now. Like, there's a table full of teachers. Right there. Right there. Like, just think about it. Just, and just chill. Like, have a little bit of chill. I mean, I know that you're boys. I know that you're 11. So chill isn't something that you excel in. You're not, you're not blessed with an overabundance of chill, but just dig deep, dig deep into your soul to that little bit of chill and just luxuriate in that. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like McGonagall's on top of it. Yep. You're not going to get away with anything. He's not going to get away with anything. Shout out to McGonagall for just spotting trouble Quicker than any teacher in the school. She was there in a flash. I wonder if she apparated to like right there, like, boom, what's up? She can't, but. Oh, yeah, you can't apparate with awesome. the milk. Yeah. Oh, that just reminded me of that stupid line in Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, the movie, where Harry's like, I thought you couldn't apparate in and out of school grounds. And Dumbledore's like, well, being me has privileges. It's like, no, go to fucking hog to me like everyone else, like in the damn book. Sorry. That was random. I'm just sorry. Unless you're a house elf. You can't do it. And how self Don't you be it making for- stuff up for the movie's sake just so you could, like, cut some time. Just have them be in Hogsmeade. Also, why you can cut time by just having them be in Hogsmeade. Right. Oh, look, I'm in Hogsmeade now. It's Great. like fade in, fade out. Yeah. Since we can't, we gotta... That's how time passes quick, in movies. Just a quick, like, it, just a little quick thing, like, oh, we can't, we can't apparate in Hogwarts, yeah. so we gotta go to Hogsmeade. Great, now fade we're in Fade in, fade out, we're in Hogsmeade. Boom. Apparate. It awesome. takes less time than that dumb throwaway line of, I thought you could apparate well, to being me has its privileges. No, I, Dumbledore, yeah, you no could have, does it. You could have actually saved a lot of time by just doing a quick fade in, fade out. Anywho, so we are getting that off. Was super we will awesome. get there in about five years. And I hope you're here for it. Just wait for it, y'all. Just wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> 
Don't say those words to me. Sorry. I can't sing. Cause I did it I, on purpose, but yeah, I, last episode was a lot. Yeah, right. I right. used all my singing privileges. Um, so McGonagall's like, what's going on? Malfoy's got my my remembral professor. Um, and then Malfoy drops it back on the table, just looking. Like, shut up, bro. And he He's sloped away with Crabbe and Goyle. Shout out to JK with these adjectives, though. Because <laughs> I just, like... Verbs. Verbs. Sloping? Yeah. You have to do. Too slope. Too slope. Um... I mean, if you could use a verb as an adjective, she did, because I I can see it in my brain because she's just so great. <laughs> um, anywho, so then they head down to flying lessons with Madame Hooch, which AKA Lady Cassandra. Thank you. I know that I wasn't even watching Doctor Who when these when these books came out, especially when this book came out. And, no, when all of the books came out, yeah. I, I wasn't watching Doctor Who, which, I mean, I'm kind of mad about. Why didn't anyone tell me how much I would have loved that show ahead of time? But, anywho, it's neither here nor there. I can no longer read anything with Madame Hooch without seeing Lady Cassandra. And and in my head going, moisturize <laughs> It makes no sense! But it's there. So, the Slytherins were already there when they got there, and there were 20 broomsticks lying in neat lines on the ground okay, and I'm going so back to that because 20 number, yeah that's exactly what I did I, I circled <laughs> it we were on the same page I'm like so there's only 10 of each right like yeah cause there's 5 one, we know for sure there's 5 Gryffindor boys and so in, 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 in Joe's head there are more like people um, or more students but you, you're, why are you split if there's like a huge I get like wanting to have like 20 students in a class but if, yeah, why would you have class with the Slytherins if there are more people in your class? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, if they're only going to be 20. Unless they were saying, like, for Rod and Harry's time slot. But it just says, like, all the Gryffindors exactly. go, all the Slytherins go. So, I mean, maybe what she's thinking is some classes are bigger than others. So maybe, like... The year before Harry and Ron got there, there was a huge class of first years, and maybe they didn't do it that way because there were so many. Maybe. And so it, it fluctuates depending on the class that you have, um, how many kids are right, born at certain time. Right, like specifically five every time, but I get that. But and I like, kind of see, because we were talking about this earlier, we are talking about Voldemort babies, that when you were like, Molly and Arthur were like, damn, we just had Ron and everything is going to shit, that maybe, like, there weren't that many kids born then yeah. because times was tough and you didn't know if you were going to die or not. So it the could be Jenny's a smaller class. class. is, like, 100 kids. Yeah, just <laughs> rolling deep with them Voldemort babies. <laughs> Every time they walk around, you just hear, bound chicken. <laughs> just, like, spring babies. We are a problem. But still, like, you know, something to think about. But I definitely did, was, like, clock that number. Yeah, me too. 20. Um, alright. So, their teacher, Madam Hooch, arrived. Moisturize me. <laughs> she had short gray hair and yellow eyes like a hawk. Like a hawk owl. I don't know. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'll cut it out. Um, you have to do that. Um, so yeah. So, she basically starts. She's like, well, what are you waiting for? Everyone stand by a broomstick. Hurry up. It's like very similar to the, um movie this like scene um stick your out your right hand over your broom and say up um harry's broom jumped into his hand at once but was one of the few that did um hermione simply rolled over on the ground and neville's hadn't moved at all um 
And then Harry's really smart. Look at him with using his Ravenclaw powers. Yeah. And he just, he just scraped out. Um, Perhaps brooms like horses could tell when you were afraid, thought Harry. There was a quaver in Neville's voice that said only too clearly that he wanted to keep his feet on the ground. I think that this is something that we'll talk about more in later books. Um, But Harry's actually got a very high emotional intelligence. Um, which leads him astray at points. Oh, yeah. Um, but he, I think he's very attuned to, like, feeling. Yeah. And that's what makes him, like, the the withering, or the magic that he's really good at is the stuff like, you know, especially defensive spells and Patronuses yeah, and stuff, Patronus. where you, you tap into your feelings. I think he's very much in tune with not, his, not just his own feelings and what he's feeling at that moment, but what other people around him are mm-hmm. feeling. And I think that that kind of shows here. Um, man, I, I just said that sentence and I'm like, I take this book so seriously. Like, I don't know how they me. I mean, no, yeah, though. I feel it's like fair. I'm in a trust tree and all of y'all are with me on this. But <laughs> I also feel like how many people have read Sorcerer's Stone and read that line and was like, Harry is just so emotionally intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, again, it's like we've read these so many times and there's like themes that, that start really early and like characterizations that start really early that um, you just like notice now that you wouldn't have noticed when you first read it. Or even when you read it, like, because I've read this book how many times? Like 20 times? Yeah. I never saw that. So it's just like new things that you see and you like understand, um, especially when you're like specifically looking for them. Too. Yeah. Um. A uh, little Jim. Harry and Ron were delighted when when Madame Hooch told Malfoy that he'd been uh, doing it wrong for years. She's like, "Great." I so, also this is um, a little basketball aside again, but like I remember, um, my dad was my coach for a very long time in basketball, and he was very much like, "Oh, you got to get your foundations right and your what are the, fundamentals." Mm-hmm. Um, and my little probably 11, <laughs> like around that age, 10 or 11 year old brain was like, but yo, this is how Reggie Miller shoots. Right. So this is how I'm going to shoot. And my dad's like, but you're not Reggie Miller though. Yeah. And he does it wrong. Yeah. And it's amazing that he's so good. Right. No, that's his- real. Like fundamental, like I know um, when I played softball, my last like two, three years, I don't know how long I played on that team, but um, my coach who um, he actually played, he was actually like a, in like major leagues um at one point but he like pretty much all of our practices were all like fundamentals and so we were hella good because we were really good at the fundamentals like all the other teams all the other like teams that i played on it was just like all right we're gonna run plays all right let's like run the bases okay let's like do the drills but But he's like no we're gonna sit here you're gonna like be on your knees on the like just dusty ass knees but you're gonna sit on your knees and i'm gonna like roll you grounders from like 10 feet away and that's all you're doing is focusing on like picking up the ball that's it not even like i'm hitting it over here so you gotta run and like get backhand none of that it was just like no you just watch the ball roll into your glove and throw it back to me and like all and like even hitting we just hit off the tee so much like all you're like, like i'm gonna dunk by like hitting off the tee but like but then when the games came we were like on point yeah so that stuff it's so real like how yeah but also because but then you can be wrong. I am quirky like, like this. It's like shooting like Reggie Miller. I did. <laughs> and I mean, I did not have Reggie Miller shooting percentage <laughs> at all. But what if I would have been the next Reggie Miller? What if Malfoy, with his bad grip, was the next Victor Crumb? 
it works for him. Like, it says, you know, like, he's actually one of the few things that he's not exaggerating about. He's a good flyer. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like, yes, fundamental is important, and we want people to learn things the correct way, but let's not try to stomp out all of everyone's individuality all the time. All right. <laughs> um, I have feelings. I'm sorry. So, oh, this scene also kind of makes me mad for the, um, for the Movie. movies, and you'll see why. So... Uh, Madam Hooch says, now when I blow my whistle, you kick off from the ground hard. Keep your broom steady, rise a few feet, and then come straight back down by leaning forward slightly. On my whistle, three, two. Um, But Neville, nervous and jumpy and frightened of being left on the ground, pushed off hard before the whistle had touched Madam Hooch's lips. Why in the movie does Madam Hooch actually blow the whistle and then Neville takes off and then she's like, come back down here, Neville, where she actually blew the whistle? Um, I think because he didn't go a few feet. Off the ground and comes No, it's like immediately, down. no, because he yeah. like kind of rises up. He doesn't push off. He rises up and he's like, Mr. Longbottom, Miss Longbottom, before mm-hmm. he actually like maybe zooms he, off. Maybe because she like, was like, oh. Because you're just like, dude, no, everybody should have gone up. Yeah. You literally blew the whistle. You blew the whistle. But, Everyone else was wrong. Neville was right. Right. So I don't understand that. But in the book, it's correct. Like Neville moved too early, but the movie, they just, it was stupid. That was an Books are always better than the movies. I But that was a little thing that could have easily been fixed, and so it always yeah. bothers me. It doesn't need to be. Because, like, this the movie, um, this movie is one of the most, like, accurate yeah. towards the books. Shout out um, to the real Christopher Columbus, by but the way. Like, but also, he had less, like, stuff to work with. Yeah. But, um, like, pages or whatever, but still, that one particular line, I'm just like, bruh, <laughs> like, this does not make sense at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So I went to thinking about the next book, which we'll get to relatively soon. You don't oh, have yeah. to, we don't have to go years from now, right. in a couple of months. Um, and poor Neville, why is it always me? Yeah. It is always you, Neville. I don't know why, but you need, you need to talk to, go see the Hogwarts guidance counselor about that. And maybe she'll tell you that, you know, the pathology nope. of being a father. Why do you do that? Stop it. But I, nope. Nope. But nope. 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 <laughs> nope. No. 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 How about Neville falls off of the broomstick and he breaks his wrist? Um, and so she turns. Madame Hooch gets Neville and then turns to the rest of the class and says, "None of you is to move while I take this boy to the hospital wing. You leave those brooms where they are, or you'll be out of Hogwarts before you can say Quidditch." Which is like that's such a great line. I'm Seriously. glad that made it to the movie. Also, um, though, I want to say, I mean, we're not there. I'm going to, I'm going to, okay, great line. But <laughs> no sooner than they were out of earshot than Malfoy burst into laughter. Like, what is wrong with there's you? There's literally no reason to laugh. But it's very clearly that, it, it's very clear that it's not like, like he may have found it kind of funny, but he's very clearly a performance because it's not like, never, because, you know, I mean, Grant, like, black people, and like, I do this all the time. Somebody falls, you laugh first and then see if they're okay. Like, it's just like a reaction. Like, my sister falls, I mean. She be falling. I just thought rolling. She fell yesterday. Oh my god! And I couldn't help her. <laughs> it's so funny. No, we were, at, we were at a um, we were at this like trampoline park because they have like those like oh, yeah. trampoline thing. And so like when you go there, Why like the kids, me? you just weren't around. It was like a random day during the week. It was super random. Um, so you can come next time. Can I do? Can um, I, wait, can adults? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I was, yeah, I was jumping. But so it was like, so there's like all these kids and like some of them show off because they know how to do flips and stuff and they're like running around flipping on the thing. So I, so most of the time Ami didn't like see that happening. And so I was like, all right, cool. But then she like literally saw this kid like do a flip and it looked tight. And I saw it and I was like, oh, dang. And then I looked at Akira, my other sister, who's like older, and I was like, watch her try to flip. And then I turn back and she jumps and she just falls face first on the trampoline and I just like die. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. But that's to say that is that I say that to say that Draco is like very deliberate in his laughter. So it's not real. It's not like a genuine like that was funny. It's more like I'm doing this to make fun of him and I want everyone to see, but I don't want to get in trouble for it. Yeah. Um, Did you see his face? Versus being long? like, oh shit, like that was hilarious. And then being like, Are you okay? Is your face alright? You don't yeah. got no like scrapes from trampoline on your also, on your forehead. All right, cool. I don't want to go too far away from this, <laughs> but I do want to share my favorite Aminato story. So we were just there's this thing about her that when she gets sleepy, oh, she man. like the energy level like actually jumps up higher, but she also is just like a little drunk person. <laughs> You're like, did you hit the bottle? Like what is happening? But she actually just really needs a nap. This girl, what? I don't know, but we, we were hanging out, we were watching TV and the way that, the way that her bank account works, <laughs> you know, the, there's the kitchen and then there's the couch like facing the television. So the couch kind of, um, is like the barrier between the kitchen and the living room, family room area. I asked this girl to come here because she was being crazy. She ran face first into the couch, <laughs> into the middle of the couch. Like, not like she hit the side and bounced off a little bit. She was straight at the couch like she had some sort of, like, like she was nearly headless Nick and she could just go through barriers or something <laughs> and bounce back off. And I swear to God, I still laugh about that. There was oh. one time she was convinced, she, she like discovered like walking with your eyes closed and she was tired and she was like, look at me, I'm walking with my eyes closed. And then she just ran straight into the wall. And I was like, dude, we all could have told you that was going to happen. <laughs> She's been walking backwards um, with like, me. Why and I'm are like, you doing this? This is a bad idea. Don't do it. And she, then she doesn't listen. And then things like this happen. I'm going to get oh. Child Protective Services caught on me because she was walking backwards. <laughs> we were in the grass. So I let her do her but I'd been telling her the whole time that she needs to watch where she's going. And she fell and I laughed. It's funny. <laughs> and I didn't, ch- I didn't say, are you okay? I said, all right, get up. Yeah. Cause well, she, the, thing, the other thing is like with babies is slightly funnier because they usually like, they bounce unless. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, unless you give them a reaction where you're like, Oh my God, are you okay? Like they usually cry once you like freak out yeah but if you don't have like a like a negative reaction if you laugh or even if you're just like all right you good they <laughs> will jump or if you, if you don't say anything i've seen babies fall all the time like hard falls and they get back up and keep running <laughs> and that's why it's so funny because they're like not phased <laughs> they're, they're rubber yeah but yeah the, so this lady looked at me like i was the devil and i was like you don't know her right <laughs> like, you don't know my life <laughs> anyway let's get back we had like five minutes Woo! on Aminata. Aminata but, break. All right. to break, but that girl. Anyway, Malfoy is like terrible and there's really no reason for him. Like it's very clearly like he's doing it to be seen and not because he actually finds it funny. Or like he might find it funny, but it's like an over-exaggeration. It's a, it's a performance. It's, very, yeah. it's a performance. Um, So we've talked about like the houses and how they like kind of put people apart or split people up into groups and things and how that is a negative. But the first person to come to Neville's defense is actually Pavari Patil. And she says, shut up Malfoy. Yay. And then 
Pansy, which... Oh, shut up, Pansy. I actually wrote that. And you, you wrote too. that! Oh my god, we have to take a picture and put that on our uh, Instagram. Yeah. Anyway, we both just wrote, shut up, Pansy. But she was like, ooh, sticking up for long bottom. Never thought you'd like a fat little cre- crybaby. Like, or never thought you'd like fat little crybabies, Privardi. How and long like, have you known her? You yeah. don't know her life. But also, like, so the the Patils and Pavardi especially, they're kind of held up, like, they would be the popular girls in school. They're pretty, yeah. they're smart, they're twins, so they've got that, like, little mm-hmm. it factor thing. But houses give you an immediate alliance. So Pavardi, who... If this was like a muggle school, or if we're just being, if we're being very stereotypical and like just looking at, like just surface of things, Pavardi isn't the per- the type of person that you would think would even notice Longbottom's presence, Long Neville's presence, um, and you would never really expect her to speak up to ne- to speak up for Neville, but maybe not even speak to Neville. Like mm-hmm. she would probably just be like, "Oh, that kid." I, I mean, yeah, he's in my class. I have classes with him. I don't know anything about him. Um, so if Neville wasn't a Gryffindor, he probably wouldn't have that. They wouldn't have that interaction. But right. also, like, Pavardi immediately comes to his defense. I think a lot of that is because he they're in the house together, but also because they're in the house together, Pavardi's gotten to know Neville in a way that's like, he's a really sweet, kind... Yeah. You know, clumsy he's and, like, clumsy. Doesn't have a lot of confidence, but or... yeah, and like I think a lot of people have more confidence in Neville. I mean, it, it's not. I think it's true that a lot of people have more confidence in Neville than he has in himself. So I also think that Pravardi's probably at that point where she's like, he's not b- bad. He just needs a little bit of you know handholding. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was nice. I thought that this was like a good. Um, aspect of houses i guess yeah um and so then malfoy spots the remembral and like picks it up and then harry's like give it here malfoy um and malfoy is who is horrible he's like i think i'll leave it somewhere for longbottom to find how about up a tree um and so harry um like yell you know tries to get it back but malfoy jumps onto his broom and takes off um he hadn't been lying he could fly well um and so then malfoy kind of like you know, chai or what is that word? Not chides. Yeah. Chides work. Yeah, he like chides Harry, um, like, come and get it, Potter. And so Harry grabs his broom. No, shouted Hermione Granger. Madam Hooch told us not to move. You'll get us all in trouble. Anytime I see this, I immediately, like, picture Emma Watson and her, like, yeah. super exaggerated acting. She's like, no, Harry, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) Let me over-enunciate everything, Harry. Oh, so cute. Um, But Um, also, though, like, how 11-year-old is that? It's basically, like, they're playing keep-away. That's what they're doing. And um, I don't know. I just, like, I just felt, I find it, like, adorable, but also just, like, they're magical. They're little witches and wizards in training, but they are kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this yeah. is, you know, if if any 11-year-old had the opportunity to, they literally, like, hide something. Any 11-year-old bully is going to be like, I'm going to put it in the tree. Right. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Like, it's not even. It's not even, like, original. Yeah. But um, anyway, so Harry mounts the broom, kicks hard against the ground, and up he rushed, uh, he soared, air rushed through his hair, blah, blah, blah. Um, he realized that he, like, he finally found something he could do without being taught, um, which is really great. It's like, 
he's being, you know, he's still, like, learning and, like, adjusting to this new world, and he, like, is feeling insecure about that, and, like, you know, he's learning, and he's trying not to make mistakes, he has, like, people who are mean to him, and he's, you know, he's just very and aware. He's got, and he's also got very high expectations on him. For himself, him. exactly, on based him. on him from other people because of who his parents were, um, and what he did, um, and so this, finally, there's, like, one thing he, he's doing that he, like, excels at without trying without and really he's trying. A, and he's a natural yeah. like he says um this was easy this was wonderful mm-hmm. so he immediately is like i belong on this freaking broom exactly. and i know what i'm doing and i i love it like g- good for harry mm-hmm. um he's a natural and malfoy um it says looked stunned because i have this friend i don't know if um, any of you guys know people like this, I have this friend who may not be great at everything, but is good at everything. Mm-hmm. Like, we play volleyball, he's good. We play basketball, he's not the biggest, but he's got a jump shot. Mm-hmm. We, you know, play cards, he's winning. Like, he's just, like, he's just, like, good. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, there will be things, like, we're like, oh, we're gonna go curling. And I'm like, obviously, Matt, my friend, yeah. is gonna, like, be good at this. He's just gonna pick it up. And... I try not to, like, talk crap, mess about, like, certain things, because, A, like, when we go, when we went curling the one time, I'm like, I can barely walk, and you want me to walk and slide and sweep on ice? Like, this isn't going to end up well for me. Super fun, though. Everyone go curling. But, like, everyone's kind of, like, bragging on each other, ragging on each other, Mm -hmm. talking crap, like, oh... I'm going to be so good. I'm a natural. Just sign me up for the next Olympic team, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Mm-mm. And so Malfoy has been basically doing that. Like, right. I'm so good. Like, come at me, bro. Like, ain't nobody, ain't no first years have anything on me when it comes to flying. And he is good, but. But Harry's a natural and it's the first And time better. And Harry, and it's, it's literally the first time Harry's on a broom. So. Um, yeah. So, so Harry's like, give it here or I'll knock you off that broom. Um, Malfoy like oh yeah trying to steer but looking war trying to sneer but looking worried um and so then harry like you know they have a little thing up there we want i'm a little like, touch, touch. yeah i'm like i don't we still have a lot of this chapter <laughs> to get through um and so oh harry's good no crab and goyle up here to save your neck malfoy and the same things uh seem to have struck malfoy malfoy throws the remembral and harry um like he basically goes and he catches it like a boss um, and immediately after he catches it, um, McGonagall comes. So he's like, Harry Potter. Um, and his heart sank faster than he just dived. And I was um, thinking, I was like, that's excitement, not disappointment in her voice. Exactly. Um, yeah. But, but Professor McGonagall. Like she's almost speechless. And she's like, how dare you? Might have broken your neck. Like, those are the things she can get out of her mouth <laughs> yeah. in this moment. It wasn't his fault. Be quiet, Miss Patil. Still standing up for the Gryffindors. Uh-huh. Um, um, but Malfoy, that's enough, Mr. Weasley. Potter, follow me now. And Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyo have triumphant faces as he left, which is like, to me, Malfoy is like, I just got basically owned and embarrassed, but immediately Harry is getting in trouble. So everyone look over there. Don't forget about what Harry just did. Right. Which was catch this, remember all in a boss fashion. Um, He's getting in trouble now. Exactly. So um, so Harry's, like, nervous. He's following McGonagall into the castle. He's like, he was going to be expelled. He just knew it. He hadn't even lasted two weeks. He'd be packing his bags in ten minutes. 
What would the Dursley say when he turned up on the doorstep? He starts thinking immediately about his future. Maybe she was taking him to Dumbledore. Um, Hagrid was expelled, but he was allowed to stand as gamekeeper. Maybe he could be Hagrid's assistant. Um, His mind is just racing. And Professor McGonagall takes him actually to Professor Flitwick's class and asks to borrow wood for a moment. Wood, thought Harry, bewildered. Was wood a cane she was going to use on him? He ain't no Ravenclaw. Well, I mean, you know. I mean, it's been two weeks and she's stern, but <laughs> Harry. She's not going to beat you. She's not going to beat you. <laughs> that's not how they do that. That's, yeah. Right? That's, mm, I love that. That's like, not a thing. But Wood turned out to be a person, a burly <laughs> fifth-year boy who came out of Flitwick's class looking confused. Um, and so, like, McGonagall takes them into another classroom, which was empty except for Peeves, who was busy writing rude words on the blackboard. Peeves I want to know I know. He's probably just writing, like, cuss words and stuff and, like, yeah. Bloody middle, hell. Middle finger emojis, yeah. which you now, we there are now middle finger emojis. It's hilarious. Um, so good. So needed. Yep. And then he swooped out cursing. There's also taco emojis, which yeah. I just... Yeah. I'm very glad about that. that and a burrito. There's a burrito one? Yep. Awesome. I think I saw a burrito one. There's an a rolled taco one, but, you know, we'll get there. <laughs> anyway, so Peeves leaves the class, and McGonagall actually explains, I'm going to, like, just skip through most of this, yeah. but McGonagall explains that um, had it been anything else, Harry probably would have been expelled, but because it shows that Harry, um, is a talented flyer. And McGonagall, like, and McGonagall, really, really, really wants to beat Slytherin. Yeah. This is, like, she, the only time where she actually does, like, favor Gryffindor. Yeah. Like, when it comes to Quidditch, she's like, nah, I really, really Yeah, need we need, like, she, Severus Snape was, un, like, I couldn't even, like, I can't even. Yeah. So, um, McGonagall explains that, um, Explains what Harry just did with the Remember All, which is a small marble like, so it's about the same size as a snitch, snitch, and tells Wood that she thinks that they found a seeker, um, didn't even scratch himself. Charlie Weasley couldn't have done it. And Charlie, who's been out of Hogwarts now two years. Maybe he might have just graduated. Maybe. Um, I feel like they just missed each other, but like a second, but maybe not. I can't, I have to look it up again. I can't remember when he was born. It's like either two years or just one. Yeah, two or one to two years. Um, th- he was their last, like, really good seeker. good seeker. Um, so, and they don't say who spot Harry stole. I mean, I would like to think it was, like, Cormac McLaggen or something, but, like, they that don't. That would be hilarious, but no, yeah. but that's why, I'm, that's why I'm thinking it might just be that, like, the, they were missing a seeker, and yeah. Charlie, and, like, Wood probably just became captain, captain. after, um, yeah. Charlie left. But I, I'm not totally sure that that's true. Yeah. We're, we, um, we, we have to look up those timelines, but yeah. um, Wood starts to walk around Harry like he's a piece of meat, just <laughs> to build for a seeker, too. Light, speedy. We'll have to get him a decent broom, a Nimbus 2000 or a Clean Sweep 7, um, which is another part where McGonagall goes overboard and yeah. legit. Well, no, but he technically takes the money out of Harry's, she takes the money out of Harry's account. So, like, Harry bought it. Which is also pretty rude. Sure. Like, bitch, you don't know what I want to spend that well, money on. Well, I mean, on. like, you know. I mean, out. yes, it worked out in his Her, favor. I mean, to be honest, McGonagall is low-key like his godmother. Yeah. Which <laughs> but, is also um, rude that she wouldn't sign his Hogsmeade form. But anyway. We're not going to talk about that We're yet. not going to talk about that um, We'll then, be there in so a year funny, or two. She's like, I shall speak to Professor Dumbledore and see if we can't bend the first year rule. And I wrote, and I was like, of course you can. Dumbledore is totally cool with that. Dumbledore is like, 10 points for Gryffindor! Harry Harry broke a rule, but he could fly really well. Uh, give him 50, just give him fifty points on top of that new yeah. stick. Oh yeah, um, he can not only be 
Uh, we'll we'll forget the rule. He can be a seeker, but also yeah, have have, just, some... have him just win the first game. Yeah, they already won it. Yeah, they can just play it just you know for fun, play fun yeah. scrimmage. Um, so then I also Nagato <laughs> um, says I want to hear your training hard, Potter, or I may change my mind about punishing you. If there was an NCAA for Quidditch. She would have broken like eighty rules. Oh yeah, she's really like. The other thing is like, the other thing is like, I think she got. And the other thing is when she, I think in her story, didn't she get like injured during like a championship game against Slytherin when she was playing? And so she was like, "Nah, bro." If we are going to get on Snape for not leaving the path, oh no, it's definitely a problem. It's It's a problem. Problem, but it's like cute. It's yeah. It's a it's a light. But she's not like specifically like bullying a, she's not bullying the kid of whoever the seeker was of the Slytherin team that beat her yeah or whoever the kid yeah, yeah. she's not yeah. she's being she's favoring someone she's not like fucking abusing someone yeah there's so there, that's definitely different but it's also like it's McGonagall so, yeah she smiles your father would have been proud he was an ex- excellent Quidditch player player himself um, and then cute. Harry t- goes to tell Ron during dinner or yeah, yeah. during dinner yeah. Um, I love that Ron is always almost eating, just about to eat, or just finish eating. Yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like, I just love it. I just, he's a growing boy, man. I, right? And he's tall and skinny, mm-hmm. so he's got a lot. But see like my brother, actually, now I think about it. Oh, God. He eats wonder... everything. He doesn't eat when he's at school, so that's another reason when lately, when he comes home, he eats a lot because Wisconsin doesn't have, like, great food. So and he's he he's a he's that. a food snob. Yeah. So he's he like to get on that custard. He's a yeah. They're he, mac and cheese. Well, he's he doesn't, doesn't he doesn't. Oh, dairy. yeah, the dairy. Yeah. Oh dang, because that's yeah. all they got. Yeah. So he's a good. he's a food snob. Plus, on top of like allergies and stuff. So <laughs> they're not his allergies aren't about as bad as mine. But anyway, he like barely eats, and then he comes here and he just like eats everything. But he also was just like a tiny little round ball of sunshine. He was just and like, like a big like he fat was, baby. And, and then, then all of a sudden he was like a stick and then he's all And he was stick. like he like literally grew like five feet in five minutes. Yeah. And um I kind of missed that little round maybe. Anyway. Um but anyway so Harry tells him about uh Harry tells Ron, not Obasi, Harry tells Ron about <laughs> Quidditch and Ron's like, but you must be the youngest house player in about a century. Um, Wood told him, and he starts training next week. Then the um, Weasley twins come over to congratulate them, and they're, you know, but Harry has to tell Ron and everyone, like, we've got to keep this a secret, or don't tell anyone, because Wood wants to keep it a secret, and here comes Malfoy. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever there's something positive happening or going on. Malfoy's just like, big cloud of doom, bro. Yeah. He's like, oh wait, Harry's happy? I can sense it. Like, I can, it's, let's go ruin this. Come on, crab. Come on, Goyle. Yeah, so, walking in there like they're, what was that from, uh, West Side Story? The Jets? Or the Sharks? The Sharks. Either of them just come (laughs) Harry and Ron are totally the Jets and, yeah, yeah, he's a shark. Anyway, so, yes, yeah, just come in. Be inside. cool, bro. <laughs> you gotta be cool. Man. <laughs> oh man, I want to watch that movie just, again. It's been a while. I haven't seen it in so long, that's why I couldn't remember. Well, I own the it. Names. So. Anyway, awesome. we're doing that. Yeah, because I have a DVD. Well, I have a PS3, which nice. we will talk about later. Okay. I bought it. I bought a Dragon game, and I was excited about it. I was bought Dragon Age, and I went to GameStop, which Amani Heron told me that was my first problem, but. I was like, I need to buy a DVD player. 
because if I've just been having issues with like trying to find things and stream things on time mm-hmm. and live tweeting and whatever. And then my brain was like, well, if you go buy a DVD player, let's just let's just do this thing and let's get ourselves a PlayStation. And so I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna totally get Bayana a Dragon 2K15. And I bought this dragon game, come to find out that I bought like an expansion pack or something, but I can't play the fucking game because I don't have the other game. Yeah, that's weird. And I told the woman who I bought it from that I'd never bought games before. This is my first time and I know nothing and I have nothing. And she didn't think to be like, oh, well, actually, maybe don't buy this game because you won't be able to play it since you definitely don't have the original game. Anyway, Malfoy comes to rain on Harry's parade. Oh, wait, 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 really quick. We missed it. I just realized. Oh. So, um, the Weasleys. So he goes, anyway, we've got to go. Lee Jordan reckons he found a new secret passageway out of the school. Bet it's that one behind the statue of Gregory the Smarmy that we found in our first week. See you. And I just, Marauders. Marauders. Yeah, they have the maps. So they're like, we know all of these. Yeah. Anyway, that was. Do they have the map? Yeah, they have the map. Yeah, they have the map. Um, so Malfoy comes over and he's like, last mail Potter, when are you getting on the train back to the Muggles? Which is like, dude, you don't know his life. You don't. Calm down. So, Harry, Harry is just quick to the snaps. He's so feisty and and he has the greatest comebacks. Right? Ever. Yeah. Like oh, he's he's really great. been like at least you can say one thing about Dudley is like he's Harry's comeback game is strong. Yeah. So he's like a lot braver now that you're back on the ground and you got your little friends with you. <laughs> he says, though of course there was nothing at all little about Crab and Goyle. Um. Yeah. And so then Malfoy's like, I'll take you on any time on my own. Tonight, if you want. Wizards duel. Wands only. No contact. What's the matter? Never heard of a wizards duel before, I suppose. And then Ron with his... Roll dog. He's just like, of course he has. I'm his second. Who's yours? And like, come at us, He's like, bro. we ready. And Harry's like, I still don't know what a wizard duel is. Harry's in there super <laughs> confused. Ron is like... Nope, I got you, We got bro. you. We got you. We um, in this. We in here. Yep. And so he's like... um, So Malfoy sizes up his his henchman and it's like crab midnight all right we'll meet you in the trophy room that's always unlocked and then when Malfoy goes Ron and Harry uh, look at each other and Harry goes what is a wizard's duel and, and don't Ron, worry Harry Ron is about to tell you he's like one two three four five six seven eight nine it's the ten duel commandments it's the ten duel commandments Number one, the challenge demands satisfaction. If they apologize, no need for further action. Number two, if they don't grab a friend, that's your second. Your lieutenant, when there's reckoning to be reckoned. Number three, have your seconds meet face to face. Negotiate a or negotiate a time and place. This is commonplace, especially between recruits. Most disputes die and no one shoots. Number four, if they don't reach a peace, that's all right. Time to get some pistols and the doctor on site. You pay him in advance, you treat him with civility. You have him turn around so he can have deniability. Five, four before the sun is in the sky. Pick a place to die when it's high and dry. Number six, leave a note for your next to kin. Tell him where you've been. Pray that hella heaven lets you in. Seven, confess your sins. Ready for the moment of adrenaline. When you finally face your opponent. Number eight, your last chance to negotiate. Send in your second, see if they can set the record straight. 
Alexander. Aaron Burr. Sir. Can we agree the duels are dumb and immature? Sure. But your man has to answer for his words, Burr. With his life, we both know that's absurd, sir. Hang on. How many men died because Lee was inexperienced and ruinous? Okay, so we're doing this. Number nine. Look him in the eye. Ain't no higher. Summon all the courage you require. Count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Number ten. Cases. Fire. So that's what a wizard's duel is. Um, you just can like substitute the guns with wands, and it's pretty much. The it's same pretty thing. much the same thing, except um, that Ron is like, well, the second player take over if you die. It's like, no, sir. <laughs> and then, that's and then, it. um, Ron's like, what if I wave my? I'm mean, Harry's like, what if I wave my my wand and nothing happens? Throw it away and punch him in the nose, Ron suggested. Which is just... Ron's the best. Thank you. Um, excuse me, they look up and there's Hermione. And they're so mean to Hermione. Can't a person <laughs> eat, a, eat in peace in this place? You went from being, like, so such a great friend, Ron, to just being, like, rude. I'm, That's yeah. because he's, he's got these feelings in his little 11-year-old brain and heart and it's fluttering. It. And he's like, I don't know what is up with me like and this you. chocolate sister with her big fluffy hair. But I want to get all up in... I just want to... And I don't understand that, so nah. Yeah, All that's right. what's happening. And then she said, "I couldn't help overhearing that you and Mouth, what you and Malfoy were saying. Bet, Bet you, you could, could. which up. is true though. You could, but shut up, Ron. <laughs> um, and you mustn't go wandering around the school at night. Think of the points you'll lose Gryffindor if you're caught, and you're bound to be. It's really very selfish of you, which is which true. is super true. So true. So and then Harry's like, and it's really none of your business. Goodbye, like." They're just dumb. They're dumb. It's 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 litter, it's it's a little boy, little girl thing that we got going on here. But also, like, shout out to Hermione for being the original Neville. Um, right. Stand up to your friends, even though you're not technically friends you're not technically yet, friends but. yet. But still, so it wasn't what you'd call the perfect into the day. Harry thought as he lay awake listening to Dean and Seamus fall asleep. Neville wasn't back from the hospital wing. Aww. But. Um, Ron had spent all evening giving him advice, such as, if he tries to curse you, you better dodge it, because I can't remember how to block them. <laughs> so it's like, Ron tries, you know, and he wants, he's got, he's got good intentions, but also he's not, you know, like, he ain't paying that much attention in class, and he's never done anything before. They pull on their, their robes, and they, um, even though there's a very good chance that they're going to get caught by Filch or Mrs. Norris, Harry felt he or Harry felt like he was pushing his luck, but he just kept seeing Malfoy's sneering face, and he, this was his big chance to beat him face to face. Even and though I mean, this is like a really good like I think like this is the first time where you really see like this is one of Harry's flaws is like he yeah he, he just can't help, like he's like Hamilton like he just is like he's really concerned with like his reputation and how he's being seen. But he also can't he let also, things slide. Yeah, like, he can't he let can't... things go. He's like, if I feel offended, then I'm like gonna fight for that. Or like, yeah. you're doing something ridiculous. Even when he's in the right, like sometimes you don't have to like talk back. You don't sometimes have to you always... have to outweigh the offense with like the consequences right, of... of your of your actions, even if technically you're in the right. Like, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, like Hamilton, Harry, like, has to, and this is, I think, also comes from the fact that he isn't really, he was never really able to with Dudley. Yeah. Um, and in his own, he got and his like, small and victories in his own way, which was like, you know, oh, a toilet's never seen anything as ugly as your, or right. ever had, you know. But it's like what Joe was saying also about, um, and she was saying it in the context of gender and like men and women being like more or less equal in this, mm-hmm. in the story. 
in terms of like fighting because it's not a physical battle. It's like you're pointing your wand, so it's more like who's better at like magic, but it's still you're on a level playing field. And so, whereas with Dudley, he can't fight Dudley because Dudley's so, Dudley's much, so bigger. much bigger. And then even now, he can't fight Dudley because in this moment, he has magic and Dudley doesn't. So that's like both in both ways on either side, it's uneven. Yeah. Whereas like with Malfoy, they're on the same level. Yeah. Um, but also, I think too, it's like. Harry's unable to see his moral victories um, when they're not so black and white. Because right. to me, I would be like, I like if this is his big chance to beat Malfoy face to face. You just did when you stood up to him with the remember all exactly. and you caught it, and then you and got he didn't rewarded. get in trouble. Yeah, you got rewarded, so you already beat him. Mm-hmm. But he can't like like him. He can't let these slights go. Yeah, he can't be like. I'm actually, he can't be the bigger person and then take comfort in the fact that he's being the bigger person. Right. So they um, head out, um, pull on their bathrobes, and Hermione is just, I just picture her just like boss-like in the dark, mm-hmm. like with a book. Yeah. In a big, comfy armchair, like hidden in the shadows, and they walk out, and she's like, um. Like a, like, like, like a mobster or something. Yeah. Where like, have you been? been? She's literally like, I can't believe you're gonna do this, Harry. And like she's like, Ron, I've given up on you. Yep. You're beyond saving. But Harry, she's like, I almost told your brother, Percy. He's a prefect. He put a stop to this. And it's like she means well. Like yeah, yeah. And she's right in this moment. She's right, and she's like, she shouldn't snitch, but also like she's she's, correct. She says, "Don't you care about Gryffindor? Do you only care about yourselves? I don't want Slytherin to win the House Cup." You'll lose all the points I got. This is her, like, beating uh-huh. herself up a little bit. But you'll lose all the points I got from McGonagall for knowing about switching spells, which is, like, true. And also what Neville says, like, this is why I say she's the original Neville, because it's, like, she's saying, okay, Malfoy hurt your feelings or, you know, has challenged you. But, but it's going to affect more people who yeah, you. You're not, it's not like you're doing a race or something, like a sanctioned thing to, like, get back at him. Like, mm-hmm. you, whatever happens here... Even if you beat Malfoy, you're going to get caught. Exactly. And it's going to affect us. So it's like Malfoy didn't, what Malfoy said isn't bigger than Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. And that's where you should, that's where your loyalty should lie. And that's what you should be thinking about. Because you're only thinking about yourself right now. Um, so Hermione basically is like following them out of the dormitory, like telling them to come back. Um, but then she's like, all right, fine, I warned you. Um, and then she goes to turn about. She turns around to go back inside and finds herself facing an empty painting. The fat lady had gone on, ni- on a nighttime visit and Hermione was locked out of Gryffindor Tower. Um, and so they, so then Harry and Ron are like, whatever, that's, that's your, your problem. problem. And they leave, but Hermione catches up with them. And Hermione goes, I'm coming with you. Do you think I'm just going to stand out here and wait for Fitch, Filch to catch me? If he finds all three of us, I'll tell him the truth. That I was trying to stop you and you can back me up. And Ron's like, you've got some nerve. Which is like, Ron is thinking, why won't we back you up when you're sitting in here berating us? Right. But it's like, she's right. She's right. So. And Harry is obviously, and I think she knows. I mean, it's only been two weeks, but she could tell. Like, Harry's going Harry's to tell, the, tell truth. the truth. Um, Ron won't. <laughs> but this is so cute. Or wouldn't. Harry's like, shut up. I heard something. And it's Neville. Yeah. Neville he, wasn't in the hospital wing. He just couldn't remember the password to so get back So he was in. curled up on the floor fast asleep. Um, and he goes, thank goodness you found me. I've been out here for hours. I couldn't remember the new password to get into bed. 
um, oh, this is so random, actually, is actually this was supposed to be them, the three of them and Dean. Oh, Yeah, but then she switched it because Neville has, like, her, his back, I guess she decided to go more with his backstory in terms of, like, it's more important, yeah. in quotes, um, for the rest of the story. That always makes me sad now when I found that out, and every time I read it, I'm like, but it could have been Dean. I do think that, like, this, and I, and I write a lot of, like, I mean, I literally just wrote, like, Neville's so adorable, mm-hmm. but, like, it does give you, um, like, of all of the, I guess we'll call them secondary Gryffindors and secondary characters, you do feel the most connected to Neville, and I think things like this happen, are because, are well, why, perp- yeah. and I understand her thinking, like, well, I want, I want people to feel closer or to have that kind of connection with Neville because he is an important character. But it would have been nice to have a connection because with Because the thing Dean. is, is Dean is also important. Yeah. But it's just he's not developed in the same way. Like, he started, he is developed. Like, we know his backstory and we, like, don't know others like Seamus or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Pravardi or whatever. But, um, or Lavender. But, yeah, so it was just, like, an interesting thing that it was between the two of them when you could have developed both of them. Or, but it also comes down to... Or it's, like, what... And also, you know, you gotta cut you gotta cut stuff down, obviously, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just always a thing. It's, like, I love... And I love Neville, and I think his story is amazing, and, like, I really... Yeah, I mean, I like it, and I connect to it, but at the same time, sometimes I'm just, like, but Dean could have... Yeah. And, and, and I don't even I, know what, he, what his, what it, what what his capacity would have been. Exactly, like... I doubt he would have, he was, it's not like he was just a different version of Neville. Like, somehow he, I'm like, how would he have gotten out of the, how how would he have gotten caught up in that, in this scene? Mm-hmm. And, like. Well, I think it's because, like, the thing about Dean that I always go back to is um, during Deathly Hallows when they're on the run, and we get that snippet of Dean. Yeah, and he's, like, and around, he, which is the, whoa, I hate that in the movies. Anyway. Any, yes, yes. But um, I think it was the, I think her thought is like okay well Hermione's muggle-born but she's in the trio and she has this larger part to play but it would be nice to see what it from another like muggle raised perspective is and also like how this affects people who don't really know their history and like sorry I'm black I'm taking it back to the black perspective um don't apologize (laughs) yeah I don't know why I'm apologizing for Uh, black girls nerd out but I remember going to France this is like really it's funny. I think I've told you the story before. Um, it's funny, but it's also really sad. When I was talking to a group of um, African French, like not African American, but African yeah. French, like they're from different places, and they were we were having our little broken conversation because my French isn't great, their English wasn't great, but they were like, "Where are you from?" And I was like, "California." United mm-hmm. States, and they're like, no, 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 no. Right. Like, Before where that. are you from? Like, what kind of, like, you have this weird, like, colors weird, do little features all, like, what, what is this? Yeah. Like, where in the motherland are you from? It mm-hmm. took me, like, 15, 20 minutes to figure out what they were asking, and I literally, because, A, because my, my broken French was, like, doing, like, miming, like, chains, right. and being, like, I don't know slavery, right. like, I don't know where, like, I am a mismatch hodgepodge of a really fucked up history, mm-hmm. and I don't know, and I probably will never know. Like, right. at the most, I can do those, like, DNA tests, and they'll be like, you're 15% this, and Right, but you don't know this. the story behind that, and, like, yeah. who the actual people were, and, like, yeah, who like, exactly most, was it who was brought over here? Yeah. Like, and even then, it's, like, so many people, because mm-hmm. at this point, we're not from a specific, like, tribe in West Africa. Mm-hmm. We're not all Ashanti. <laughs> we're, like, Ashanti, 
uh, like Fulani, <laughs> freaking Ebo, yeah. like all just different places. At this point, we're all met plus some stuff from Europe, plus some stuff from other places. And the Caribbean, like, Caribbean and like, like yeah, yeah. So and it's like it's I know so for a fact around. that like I know for a fact that I have some American Indian, right? And from what I can get, like what I I've kind of pieced together in my brain is that like we someone in our family at a certain point married a full American Indian because of how like but I will never know that story Mm -hmm. um basically and I think that's what she was kind of getting at with Dean is that like Dean will never he won't how is he gonna find about yeah find out about his father and and it's also like how that fascist death eaterism I was about to say Nazism but same (laughs) thing like death eaterism affects someone who doesn't have the capacity to ever learn their story right you know, and I think, God, that would be so interesting, and, and I want to hear exactly. it. And, and that's why amazing. that's one of my favorite things in the Deathly Hollows when we see that. Like, I actually, I like really love like the scenes when we see Dean on the run. Like, I thought that was amazing, and so it always made me angry that he wasn't in the. Yeah. On, on top on of the- Alfie Enoch being Bay, it was also <laughs> just like his story is like you know it's something that I connect to. Yeah. Um, and, and I think so- that, and I think that, and this is where we get into race and Harry Potter, which we will talk about at a later time yeah. or something like that, but. She, and this is, and it's also the difference between the books and the movies, like, she thought about that, and she did want to explore that in a way. We're never, we're never going to know, like, how deeply she wanted to explore that. But also, in terms of being a, an artist and a writer, um, mm-hmm. there are things that you have to cut for the whole of the story. And the right. bigger story that she wanted to tell was about Harry, and Neville's backstory fit more directly in, connects directly to connects to that. And as much as she might have thought up this entire backstory and this entire secondary plot around Dean when you're getting into like seven book series and they're getting fatter and fatter and bigger and bigger like you do have to cut some things so I mean the most that we can hope for is that you know Pottermore she'll maybe write some more about that and what she wanted to she wrote she gave us a little bit of like what she wanted to go but Maybe we get, like, a little novella about Dean. I mean, you know, if Stephanie Meyer can rewrite, if she can write fan fiction about her own fucking book, then so can JK. And we're here for it. After the Martyrs. I'll read it. After the Martyrs. But let's get back into it, because we are... Wow. Uh, Yeah. Um, So anyway, they... um, So they keep... So Neville comes with them because he's afraid of, um, like, the Bloody Baron, who's been passed twice uh, already. Um, and then Neville's like, if either of us get, if either of you get us caught, I'm caught, I'll never rest until I've learned that curse of the bogeys Quirrell t- told us about and used it on you. Um, so they all kind of, yeah, so they all kind of like go to the trophy room. I just see this cute little like pack of four, like they're all really close right, to each other, like, just like whispering, but not whispering, like yeah. children's whispers, they don't really know how to whisper mm-hmm. and like looking around. Mm-hmm. I just, it's a like, very cute visual, but um, they, um, they get to the trophy room, um, and they don't see Malfoy. Um, the minutes crept by. Um, he's late. Maybe he's chickened out, Ron whispered. But then, instead of Malfoy, it's Filch who pops up. Um, Sniff around, my sweet. They might be lurking in, in a, a corner, corner, he says to Mrs. Norris. And Neville panics. I get Neville so much, because... Yeah. Neville he's basically just, is a wizard with anxiety disorder, and he is like, ah, yeah, like fight or flight. He's got it. That flight is on high. Yep. Except, it's on high alert. Except that he trips. Yes, 
and then grabs Ron around the waist, and the pair of them topple right into a suit of armor. Uh, and I so, wish that was in the movie because that is just like a like a I know because, because okay that's the other thing stupid movie made it that like they're just walking up some stairs the stairs change all of a sudden they're in the corridor it's after dark but wh- how did it get after dark they just how would they get in trouble if the stairs changed they didn't mean to go to the third floor corridor they're walking back to their thing how is it after dark all of a sudden when they're really just walking back to their dormitory from dinner that don't oh, make yeah. no sense. The continuity there makes zero yeah. sense. And then Hermione's like, I'm going to bed before either of you get killed or what. But it's like, but you all just happened into this. Yeah, into that wasn't it, it wasn't a, it was the stairs. It was Hogwarts <laughs> who got you there. Not like, hey, not Malfoy and yeah. Harry and Ron being dumb. It was literally just the stairs. It was move. a chance. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, and this is the deliberate thing. So they, the clanging and crashing was enough to wake the whole castle. Run, Harry yelled. And the four of them sprinted, not looking back to see if Filch was following. Um, and so then they, they um, ripped through a tapestry and found themselves in a hidden passageway, hurtled along it, and came out near their charms classroom. So that's kind of chance where they um, find one of the... I mean, the Weasleys could have been like, ah, don't use that one. Right. If you would have kept running five more feet and turned right, you there was a better been, one. Yeah. It would have got you right to, like, the Gryffindor Tower. Yeah. But they don't know that. They just are like, just ooh, running. yeah, let's get um, out of here. Um, so... And then Hermione goes... Um, He's like, I told you, I told you. Malfoy tricked you. You realize that, don't you? He was never going to meet you. Filch knew someone was going to be in the trophy room. Malfoy must have tipped him off. Harry thought um, she was probably right, but she wasn't going to tell her that, which is so... Immature, but whatever. He's, He's 11. 11. <laughs> um, Jake, you owe me a Jack and Coke or whatever. whatever but yeah. Um, and then uh, Peeve shows up. And he it's gives the first Tut, tut, tut. Naughty, naughty, you'll get caughty. <laughs> I love Peeves. And they're like, not, not if you don't give us away, Peeves. Please, should tell Filch I should. It's for your own good, you know. That was some Yoda stuff. And then, of course, Ron gets, he he takes a swipe at Peeves. And so Peeves shouts, students out of bed, students out of bed down the Charms Corridor. Um, Ducking under Peeves, they run for their lives right into the end of the corridor where they slam into a door. That was locked. This is it. We're done for... Hermione. This is the end. Like, this All, is the end. Like, yeah, like why are you so dramatic? Calm down. Um, and I can just see little Rupert Grant over dramatic Exactly. Um, anyway. Hermione's like, move over. over. <laughs> and she sh- grabs Harry's wand. And I was like, why don't you grab her? Oh, yeah, she doesn't have hers. Yeah. Um, and whispered, aloha mora. Um, oh, one of my favorite, the, the lock, spell. Yeah, the lock clicked and the door swung open and they piled through it, shut it quickly and pressed their ears against it, listening. Um, which way did they go, Peeves? Filch was saying. Quick, tell me. Shan't say nothing if you Wait. don't say Peeves. <laughs> yeah. He's like, all saying. right, please. Nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Told you I wasn't going to say nothing if you didn't say please. Like, I love Peeves, bro. That so, was, yeah. That was clutch. Even um, he also was he not thinks clutch. this door is locked, Harry Whispered. I think we'll be okay. Get off, Neville, because Neville is just basically Freaking climbing up. Harry's back right now. Yep. But Neville knows something that they don't know. He turns around. And they weren't in a room as he had supposed. They were in a corridor. The forbidden corridor on the third floor. And now they knew why it was forbidden. They were looking straight into the eyes of a monstrous dog. A dog that filled the whole space between ceiling and floor. It had three heads. Three pairs of rolling mad eyes. Three noses. Twitching and quivering in their direction. Three drooling mouths. Saliva hanging in slippery ropes from yellowish fangs. Aw, fluffy. Um, but um, I want to take a little second. Uh-huh. 
Hopefully, you guys all have your illustrated editions by now. Oh, yeah. Um, the dog is so cute. <laughs> in the book, it's just like, I mean, in the movie, it's like rabid and like Yeah, scary. and it looks it looks scary. And in the book, it's just like a giant like puppy with And it looks like a, it looks like a, like the Beethoven, like gray, like I forget oh, what yeah. they're called, like the boar, not the boar hounds, but like the, the big Beethoven yeah. dogs. And I just want to, like, even the middle face that has, like, the sneering, I guess, I just want to tickle his ears. <laughs> like, it looks more like the fluffy that Hagrid sees right. than the actual fluffy that normal people see. Right. Um, that's true. So, I don't know if he did that on purpose, Jim Kay, the artist, but that's, I thought was really funny. I was yeah. like, this is not... A terrifying dog, besides the fact that it's got three yep. heads. <laughs> so, um, Harry groped for the doorknob. Between Filch and Death, he'd take Filch. They fell backwards. Harry slammed the door shut, and they ran. They almost flew back to the corridor. Um, Filch isn't there because he went to go look somewhere else. Um, they didn't stop running until they reached the portrait of the fat lady on the seventh floor. Where on earth have you all been, she asked, looking at their bathrobes hanging off their shoulders and their flushed, sweaty faces. Never mind that. Picks now. Picks now. <laughs> and they scrambled <laughs> and in the common room, collapsed, trembling into armchairs. Um, it was a while before any of them said anything. Neville indeed looked as if he'd never speak again. And this is the truest thing that Ron might say. Ever. Ever. <laughs> what do they think they're doing keeping a thing like that locked up in a school? Yeah. Which is like Dumbledore. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it's such a good question. Like, and the only Alohomora? Right. That's the easiest way. You didn't put no other enchantments <laughs> on that door, Dumbledore. Come on, bro. You know. Alohomora. You know. That's a first year stuff. Come on now. That's an elementary school spell. Obviously. Like, come on now. Like, that's the easiest thing to do. And then he's like, and another thing is like, okay, it was at Gringotts. And I get like, nowhere is safer than Hogwarts. But it's like, it's a school, so you're just putting dangerous ass shit in there to save it from, like, to keep it from Voldemort. But in a school, though, where you have kids who just, like, use magic and they're not totally great at, like, controlling it. And, and like, they don't have the best foresight. Right. Or, like, they don't know where they are. They don't their know where Their medulla oblongata isn't fully but formed yet, like, so they don't, they don't the know where they are. Like, they yeah. still are, like, Hogwarts is a big school, so they still aren't totally, like, sure. They're just running. I mean, so it's not like they go, oh, third floor quarter. They just find a door and they're like, get in. And, like, And oh. earlier in the in the book, um, Ron and Harry convinced that they were going to be late to school were, like, tugging on the door and exactly. then have to... And have to be like, oh no, we're just lost, right? And so yeah, it's so just it's just like, like there's so many like it's a comedy of errors, but yeah. Anyway, Hermione had got her both her breath and her bad temper back again. You don't use your eyes, any of you, do you? Didn't you see what it was standing on the floor? Harry suggested. I wasn't looking at its feet. I was too busy with its heads. Three of them, right? Exactly. No, not the floor. It was standing on a trap door. It's obviously guarding something. I love Hermione. Like I love that she sees a three-headed dog and, like, looks down and is like, why is this here? Like, she's, she's immediately, She's scanning like, everything. Yeah. Like, she's just like, this, there's has to be a logic A logical reason for why there's a three-headed, like, a huge three-headed dog in the I also, though, will say that, like, I know that this is, like, expository or whatever, mm-hmm. but it goes very well. Like, the reason why JK has Hermione saying this is because it goes very well and, like, she takes pleasure in knowing things and spotting things. And she's kind of showing, it's her way of showing off, mm-hmm. but also her way of being like, be my friend, I'm useful. Yeah. I noticed, <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? Like, uh, so. This is like, it's, it's why it's so funny. It's like, they're still not friends, but she's like fully in this. Like, yeah. She, yeah. So then um, she says, I hope you're pleased with yourselves. We could have all been killed or worse, expelled. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. 
Um, I love that line. It's so great. That's it's actually so my mom's favorite line ever because, like, you know, when this movie came out, I was, like, seven, so my mom had to, like, take me to see it. <laughs> she, like, loves us. Mostly Ron, he's like, she needs to sort out her priorities. priorities. Like, he doesn't say it here, but that's, like, one of the best lines of, like, all of Harry Potter. It um, really is, but also, like, Ron, like, basically says it without saying it. Ron stared after her, his mouth open. Yeah. No, we don't mind, he said. You'd think we'd drag her along, wouldn't you? Like, I can see, like, that to me seems like more of a 11-year-old response instead yeah. of that, like, very cutesy. And I mean, maybe if, if Harry would have said it because he's already shown his propensity for the comeback. But um, Harry had, or Hermione had given Harry something else to think about. As he climbed back into bed, the dog was guarding something. What had Hagrid said? Green Gots was the safest place in the world for something you wanted to hide, except perhaps Hogwarts. It looked as though Harriet found out where the grubby little package from Vault 713 was. Yeah, his mind None was straight to Of your nothing. business, It's though. not his business, one. Two, that was a good Ravenclaw moment because he completely, completely jumped, like, up, that's where the package, like, his, like, connections but, are cool. But, but also, it has nothing to do with you. I don't know why also, you're still thinking like, about that package. And also, like, though, it's, like, it's a lucky, it's lucky that he was right. But yeah. that is, like, that logic doesn't completely follow. No, not at all. Um... Like, yes, it does if you know certain things, which we know later, but th- he doesn't know that. So mm-hmm. he is, again, like like I said, he's got a high emotional intelligence, so his his hunches are normally correct and yeah. on, but that the, at the end of the day, they're still hunches, and so he's still taking a major leap. Oh, yeah. And it's like... And it's totally not his business, so he also yeah. just needs to leave it alone. Yeah. Well, of course he won't, because he's Harry. So... Harry... Potter, so. Who that was? Um, that was the chapter end. nine, um, uh, midnight duel. Who is your MVP? My MVP is McGonagall because um, <laughs> she's just on top of it. She's on point. She's like Malfoy took the rimble. I'm here. What's going on? Um, she doesn't expel Harry. Instead, she puts him on the Quidditch team. <laughs> like she's just looking out for him. Um, and I just really mess with McGonagall. She's awesome. Um, yeah, she's definitely you? like doing her job. Yeah. So Ron is my MVP just because. Um, he, like, if we didn't know that Ron and Harry were, like, in this thick of Steve's best friends, right. like, he really cements that here. He's like, I'm Harry second. What you gonna do about it? Like, yeah. he, like, just jumps in. He, we, we get to this later in the series that he does have this kind of jealousy tint to him because of just his birth order and things yeah. like that. But, He's super excited for Harry when he finds out that he's going to be a seeker, mm-hmm. um, that he's on the Quidditch team. He he just is, like, there for him yeah. in a way that not always in the best way. Um, and sometimes he eggs Harry on to do things that are not the smartest, like the duel. Yeah. Um, which I feel like Harry could have probably, if given the time to, like, think it through... There's this weird thing where, like, Hermione is, so, like, Hermione's on this level of heat. She thinks everything through all the way through before she makes a decision. Harry is kind of in between where he will sometimes, like, he he tries to, like, make a good choice and think and weigh pros and cons, but he uh-huh. also goes with his gut a lot. And Ron is just straight, like, let's do this. He's impulsive. But that just made me think, like, it's, like, Harry and then, like, you know, like, when they used to have, like, the devil and the angel on Yeah. Like, he has, like, Hermione on one shoulder and Ron on the other shoulder. Oh, like, yeah. Those are, like, his, in his head, like, those are the two, like, voices fighting. They just happens to be his friends. Yeah. Exactly. They are probably like that before. It was probably, like, a similar thing before he actually met them. And oh, like, yeah. Great. Totally. Now I don't have to. I don't have to think <laughs> it through. Yep. Yeah. So but I, I think it's for me. Yeah. So I do think, though, like, 
in this context of them being young and needing to make these connections and have friends like mm-hmm. Ron really cements himself here. Um, all right, who's benched? I said Harry, um, partly kind of, it's funny because similar reasons to why you like made Ron an MVP, but I just feel like he's just being, he's doing too much. And so I like really agree with Hermione in this where it's like you didn't need to You have, also kind of have to like, agree with Harry earlier too where he's like, maybe I'm pushing it. Like, yeah. Right, you are. And follow that line of thought. Don't ignore it. And so, yeah, I just think, yeah, he should have definitely had a different... Yeah, yeah I think it, it is true. I see why you would bench Harry. Like, of all the chapters that we've read so far, everything that and we've gone through so far... And it's also indicative of all the things he's going to do later. For yeah. example, freaking Sectum Sempra. Like, bruh, if you would have caught... Man, this is the this is when we see that's now he's on the trajectory to just <laughs> fucking stalking Malfoy and then almost killing him because you can't keep your curiosity and you can't like keep your emotions in check, like dude. Yeah, but it's also like, like this is the like of everything that's happened to Harry so far. This chapter is one time where he is directly responsible yeah. for everything that happens. Exactly. Well, actually, mm-hmm. I bitch Neville. So, as much as I do say Harry is Harry is responsible for all of his actions, Neville's actions put Harry in these in these things. That's true. Neville had the remember all and got. It's not his fault he got bullied, but he's the reason why that set off this. Like I almost said something totally not okay for eleven year olds, <laughs> but this like. Reaction, maybe? measuring of manliness and like who's oh, better than who yeah. between Harry and Malfoy like um but I don't think that's Neville's fault I it's not Neville's fault catalyst. but he's the catalyst for all of this stuff and then he um he's the catalyst for the uh, the initial remember all things and then he which leads Harry into this trouble and then Neville is making all this noise um which gets him <laughs> To the point where they're just, like, blindly running because he's clumsy, which isn't also, like, I mean, it's part of his personality, but still. And Neville, while he doesn't have bad intentions, their friendship and Gryffindor pride will not let them just let Neville take the brunt of this bad act. Mm -hmm. Like, they feel, like, they feel compelled to stand up for him. They feel compelled to, like, watch out for him. And Malfoy is just kind of, like, doomed. He's kind of, like, the Dursleys in that sense of, like, he's benched. But Neville's, this book is on the end of the bench. Um, Malfoy is going to be terrible regardless. And Neville is giving him the am- the ammunition. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, unfortunately, Neville, yeah. I'm going to need you to take a seat. I get it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not mad at it, but yeah. Yeah. I get it. It's, 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 I, I mean, I don't want to, but when I stack it all up, I'm going to need you to take a seat. I'm going to need you to hold tight to that remember all and just be quiet and fade into the background. So that is chapter nine, the midnight duel. Next week, we'll be discussing chapter 10. Halloween. Halloween. And also guys, like next week is like Halloween. It actually is, which we don't know how this happened, but we timed our stuff really well. We It was really a random day it's that we decided universe. to start. And then, like, but then all of a sudden, like, Halloween, we're going to be court recording either the day, some, ta- some we're going to be recording this episode on Halloween mm-hmm. or, like, around Halloween. And then, like, for example, we finish, like, right at the end of the year. Like, yeah. literally the end of the year is when we finish this book. That was not planned. It wasn't planned, but it worked out. It's great. So, um, it's the universe. It's Queen J.K. 
I, I blessedness. She's blessing bless us. Yeah, Joe. Hashtag blessed. Um, <laughs> so next, yeah, next week we'll be discussing the Halloween. Make sure to read and follow along. If you want to join the conversation on Twitter, you can at both of us at we Black Nerds. Um, or hashtag Wizard Team. Um, if you have like specific things, most of you will like do this already, but like Robin's ha- uh, at Robin underscore Ravenclaw, and I'm um, at Yana underscore Hollows. And please, um, please, please let us know who you're benching and who is your MVP. We yeah. are we're keeping track of this, guys. Yeah, like, we're your votes, gonna your votes count to who wins this book. The whole book. The yeah. whole book. And maybe we'll like give a fictional character a party or something. I don't know. Maybe we'll give them a trophy with the name on it. I don't know. <laughs> I used to have trophies. Oh. Oh. Um, I used to throw birthday parties for all the members of NSYNC. I was a problem. That is a problem. But, you know, sometimes you need to. Um, that's a question mark. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, yes. And then website, blackgirlsnerdout.com. Like us on Facebook, Black Girls Nerd Out. Instagram Instagram, and Tumblr, Black Girls Nerd Out. Blah, 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 blah. And, um... Yeah. We will see you next week. But also, guys, this is so much fun. Just talk powder with us, please. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Thank you.